show episode 213. You got it. You got it. Where we talk book news, author news, and literary news today, banned books. I'm Eric Michaels. I'm Nick Gunning. Yeah. For those of you t- tuning in thinking that Steve Englehart was the permanent third chair on the All the Book Show. No. One-time deal. Yeah. One-time deal. So Steve Englehart's not here, but mm-hmm. uh, for your radio listeners, you didn't hear that episode, so you go to got to go to soundcloud.com slash mm. all the books or anywhere you get your podcasts. Yeah. iTunes. Spotify. iTunes. Stitcher. Listen to the special. My, are we on MySpace? Google Play. Okay. Listen to the special interview we did with Steve Englehart, a legendary author of DC Comics, Marvel Comics. We focus primarily on his Batman work, but I got in some Green Lantern questions as well. Yeah. Uh, and we talked sure a lot. Of, it's a great interview. So I hope you can go find that. Uh, regular listeners, if you heard it just like every day, thanks. <laughs> and thanks for tuning back in. Yeah. Today we're talking banned books. Yeah. Because it's banned book week. So if you want to see Eric get angry, Stick around no, on the tail end of the show. This He's year I'm going to be fine. No, it's not. He's I not. um I got into bed around 12:30 last night. Okay. And about a little after 5:30 is when I fell asleep. Eek. Uh, and this wasn't me just like sitting in bed like I can't put this book down. Right. This was me, lights off, head on the pillow, going, "Why God? Why God? Can I?" Do you fall have asleep? A, like a sleep mask? No. Because I'll tell you what. I mean, mm-hmm. this is not interesting to the podcasting audience. I know, uh-huh. but sleep mask for me made all the difference. Usually, I do put a second pillow on top of my head. That's too much. Just get a comfortable like, sleep mask. I like burrowing. Sleep. Give me, give me like a bed okay. or a whole bunch of blankets I can burrow into, okay. like some kind of mole rat. Huh. I'm very happy. Did you say mole rats? Mole rat. Mole rat. Yeah. Okay. Shannon Doherty was not in that. No, she was scheduled, but she really? stormed off the set. <laughs> she couldn't get along. Okay. Uh, band book weeks coming up a little later. <laughs> yep. Uh, you want to dig right in? Let's let's get into the old bookmarks. Okay. Okay. Do you want to start? Oh, sure. All right. Nice. Um, you know what? Here's uh-huh. the thing with my bookmark. I feel like my bookmark is primarily an advertisement for other podcasts. But let, oh, let me let okay. me just dig in here. Um, so first of all, Nick's about to get very shill. <laughs> I read. <laughs> You're gonna shill. I'm, yes. But first, mm-hmm. I read The Catcher in the Rye by J.D. Salinger. So of course, this is a. You have been trying to get this J.D. Salinger podcast off the ground for years. I'm trying desperately. This is actually the first time I've read Catcher in the Rye or any J.D. Salinger work. Uh-huh. Uh Fits in well for our theme today because it is Band Book Week, and hey. uh, this was a. This was on the banned books list for years and years and years. Mm-hmm. And when you read it, you kind of get why. I mean, not that you should ban books, but you understand mm-hmm. what like parents or whatever are objecting mm-hmm. to because he's just kind of he's got a bad attitude. Right. You know, he just does what he wants to do. <laughs> um, you know, often <laughs> okay. when when you're <laughs> when you're like reading Dennis the Menace, I know when you're reading classics. Mm-hmm. You know, for the first time, they don't always have the same like punch that they would have originally mm. because they've been imitated so many times or or whatever right but i was all in to catch her in the rye mm-hmm. so i'm not telling anybody anything new here right but i think that stands up <laughs> remarkably it's a good book. I, it is right. i think it stands up remarkably well i think it's funny i think it just it's a book where just nothing really happens uh-huh. it's just a guy with a bad attitude just kind of fritters away a couple of days leading up to christmas would you say you catcher know? in the rye is the precursor to seinfeld i thought that i <laughs> honestly thought that because because it is it's just you're looking through like uh-huh. you you're not going to find a plot there's right. not really a through line to this book right. other than you know holden just like doesn't want to do the things that right. he's supposed to do and this Holden spent like a whole That's chapter it. looking for his car in a parking lot. Yeah, complaining <laughs> about the placement of a button on a sweater. Yeah, yeah. all right. No, but I, I did. I did think uh-huh. of that comparison in my head. That that it is. You could say mm-hmm. like it's about nothing. Yeah, it's the anyway. catcher in a bobka. Anyway, <laughs> uh, the lesser bobka, the uh. chocolate bobka. <laughs> 
No. Uh, so anyway, look to the cookie. <laughs> catch her in the rye. Uh, <laughs> newsflash. New, call your friends in here because I'm in about uh-huh. about to drop a truth bomb on you. It's a pretty good book. Yeah. And Seinfeld, pretty funny. It's funny. It's funny. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, catch her in the rye. We're going to be doing for a book club. So if you're local, come join us on uh, September 26th. So even this is you shilling for a separate. Yes, you're thing. right. You're right. All right. Three thirty. We're going to be talking <laughs> about the catcher in the rye. When you have join you us. ever read a book for you? You know, lately I've been wondering, because <laughs> it's been a minute. Yeah. Um, here are some of the books that I read for other podcasts. <laughs> so if you're not aware, Eric has a podcast Hi, everybody. on the Radio Meanwhile Network called Three Nice Things, mm-hmm. where you watch movies that are genuinely considered Cons- yeah, to be bad. Bad reputations. And then you say three nice things about them. So I've been on this a couple times. Yeah. I've done Battlefield Earth, which, which you've yeah. heard my deep dive into Battlefield yeah. Earth on a previous episode. I've done yeah. Batman and Robin. Uh-huh. I've done one that I don't even want to talk about. Son of the Mask almost broke you. Please don't say that out loud. <laughs> and coming up, I'm going to be on The Island of Dr. Moreau, the Val Kilmer, uh, Marlon Brando version. Yeah. So uh, you read that? So I read The Island of Dr. Moreau. Yeah. Which the only H.G. Wells I'd ever read before was The Time Machine. And that was a very, mm-hmm. very long time ago. I was a little on the fence about The Time Machine. Mm-hmm. Island of Dr. Moreau um, is creepy. Yeah. It's a, w- it's a weird and unsettling yeah. book. I like it. So, do you? Yeah. I also like the uh, the short story, Most Dangerous Game. I, you know what? You featured that really early in the podcast. Do you remember that? I sure do. That was yeah. like episode two or three yeah. or something really early. So like, I like that kind of vibe. Yeah. I thought of that. I yeah. thought of that story when I was yeah. reading this. But anyway, uh, Island of Dr. Moreau. So I think we're going to be talking H.G. Wells maybe next month, get a little closer to Halloween, talk something about like some that, of the yeah. spooky stuff. But yeah. So I read that. I also um, like the Batman episode, Tiger, Tiger, where Batman has to fight a panther man. Ooh. That, that's on basically Island of Dr. Moreau. That sounds fun. Catwoman gets turned into a cat woman. Was Marlon Brando there? No. You know what? I remember that episode. Yeah. It's pretty fun. Yep. I, I read... <laughs> this is a dumb one, so that's why I felt I needed to explain why. Mm-hmm. I read the junior novelization to Street Fighter. This is the junior novelization? Yeah, it's like a Y. It's not ah. like a... It's, not, it's more like a young adult book. Yep. Um... The Street Fighter movie with Jean-Claude Van Damme, which we've just realized our copy is lost, yeah. but has tons of circulation. So many, yeah, I got to get us a new copy. So we got to replace Street People Fighter love on DVD. the Street Fighter, the movie movie. Anyway, Todd Strasser novelized yeah. this for the young adult audience, and I read it. And now I've seen this movie before once, and I didn't understand it then. I read this book. I don't know what they're doing. Only once? I think so, yeah, just once. Goodness. I read this book, and I still don't really fully understand right. M. Bison's plan. Yeah. Guile's plan to combat M. Bison. Uh-huh. Not a lot of street fighting happens. Yeah. It's a bad book. It's a bad movie. For me, it was Tuesday. <laughs> nice. That's a that's a great line. Yeah, I understand. So. Yeah. And then finally, uh, I read Beverly Hills 902. How many bison bucks did I pay you to be on Three Nice Things? Not nearly <laughs> enough. Beverly Hills 90210 by Mel Gildan. So I'd read some of Mel Gildan's Star Trek books before, actually. But this turned out to be a novelization. Okay. So he's a Star Trek slash 90210 writer. He's my spirit animal. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this novelizes the first four episodes of Beverly Hills 902, and I did this for four episodes in one book. Yeah. Good. I yes. know. Yeah. It really, really works through them. I did this because I've, I've started doing a Beverly Hills 90210 <laughs> <laughs> rewatch podcast separate from the library, so please don't send me letters, Yeah, um, where we go through every episode of Beverly Hills 90210. I've seen them all. My co-host has never seen them, so mm-hmm. we're just taking it one day at a time. <laughs> And that's uh, 9021, Here We Go. So you can find that on... The but the O is a zero. O is a zero. You can find that on Twitter <laughs> or SoundCloud yeah. or whatever. So anyway, yeah. that's what I read primarily for book clubs and... Uh, Podcasts. Yeah. I read some graphic novels too for Batman Day, which was over the weekend. Yep. I read Batman Troika. I have no idea what this is, but okay. Bane's on the cover? Bane's on the... Well, I think it's KG Beast actually, because Bane's not in this. I think that's KG Beast you're looking at. 
What? Yeah. It anyway, was just like Bane. It's a lot like Bane. Anyway, so this takes place right after the Nightfall saga where Batman's had his back broken. Well, oh, maybe yeah. that's why Bane's on the cover because it's a Nightfall oh, tie. Oh, I get it. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, Batman's just come back after an injury. He and Robin team up, and Batman's mm-hmm. kind of in a shaky place, and they go against yeah. a Russian mob. Not good, but I read it. Oh, that's why KG Beast is there. Yeah, I read Star Trek Harlan Ellison's City on the Edge of Forever. Are you familiar with Harlan Ellison? Sci-fi no. author? Is this Harlan a Ellison. graphic novel? It is a graphic novel. Okay. So what happened with this? <laughs> City on the Edge of Forever is often considered maybe the best episode of the original series. Edith okay. Keeler must die. Are you familiar with this? No. Kirk and Spock and Dr. McCoy go back. Oh, right. From Star Trek. City, City on the Edge of Forever. Uh-huh. Or the, uh, the, what is it? The Guardian of Forever. Sends uh-huh. them back in time. And they have to, like, right a wrong. So it's kind of like Quantum Leap. Uh-huh. Oh. And the crux of this is a certain mm-hmm. person has to die. Well, guess what? Captain Kirk's fallen in love with her. Yeah. Kirk. This was written by Harlan Ellison, who's a, a pretty well-known sci-fi author of the uh-huh. time. And it was changed so much mm-hmm. from his original script to the episode that he was furious about it. And it remained this, like, contentious moment for years. Mm-hmm. And then a couple years back... Um, IDW was like, well, let's do a graphic novelization of the right. original teleplay. Mm-hmm. And that's what this is. Nice. So it's interesting to see an alternate version of something that's, you know, so well, you don't know anything about it, but it's, right. it's pretty well known in the in that world. So it was interesting to see the comparison. Mm-hmm. I don't really feel that it was necessary. Right. But it was an interesting read nonetheless. So there's an old uh, Deadpool comic. Okay. Where he, for their like 13th issue, he goes back in time. Yes. And he's he's put into like a random Spider-Man adventure that's right. like in the 70s and they're using like the original art and just having like Wade comment on everything. Yeah. And it's very funny. And also the Avengers recently had some time travel as well where they went to old movies. Right. Would you watch a Star Trek thing where they super, they CGI new actors into the old 1960s show? Yes. <laughs> and actually, Deep Space Nine did that with uh, what? Really? Trouble with Tribbles. Did you ever? Oh, you never, no. You never heard of this? I haven't got to Deep the Space Deep Nine. The Deep Space Nine crew has mm-hmm. to go stop something that happened right. on the original Enterprise. Right. And so it's all the footage from that with like Cisco and the, the, yeah. new, the new Oh, cast. all right. Well, and Deep Space Nine is ahead of the Yeah, mind. Deep Space they Nine don't is ahead need of the my curve. ideas. Yeah. Anyway, I'm currently reading, and again, this is for a book club. Yeah. Like Water for Chocolate. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So I feel it's like you've been reading this for a while. No, actually, I just started it. Oh. I've been meaning to read My it. My feelings have Book Club me. is October 1st. So it's Hispanic Heritage Month, and this is the last in our Around the World book club. So we're going to be doing that uh, October 1st over at the Creative Arts Center. We have plenty of copies here if you want to join us for that. And then I'm reading Tales of the Green Lantern Corps, Volume 3. Is this for anything? By my friend Steve Englehart. And this is weird. These five issues of mm-hmm. Green Lantern Corps are not available on the DC app. Mm. You can buy it from Barnes and Noble. Yeah. It's in trade paperback form, but it's not on the app. Yeah, so it's weird. So I got this through interlibrary loan, and I'm reading it, so I can go get right back to it. Marvel did a series of X Men icon okay. books, yeah. like in the early 2000s, where Chamber got like a four issue miniseries. Chamber. Iceman okay. got a four issue miniseries. Cyclops Iceman. got one. Yeah, uh, they're all on the Marvel app except for Cyclopses. Oh, weird. So, sorry, Siri thought I was talking to her. Oh, but Siri, I was, I was Come just on talking now. to. Cyclops. <laughs> Chill. Uh, <laughs> you know what I also did over the weekend? Let me ask you this. Yeah. I know we had our Steve Englehart interview that aired on Batman Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you do anything else for Batman Day? Didn't I? Yeah, I answered a whole bunch of Batman quiz questions yes, while driving a car did. to go see the Mean Girls musical. That's true. All right. You want to talk Mean Girls musical since you brought it up? Yeah. My wife got tickets for myself. Yeah. My wife. Yeah. You and your wife, yeah. Hillary. Yes. The Invisible Woman. Yes. To... <laughs> 
go see Mean Girls at Shays. The Mean Girls the Musical. Yeah. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. I I, I saw this movie in theaters with my friend Bo. And then never again. on our Christmas episodes. Oh, yeah. Um, whenever it came out, 2004, and I have yeah. not seen it since. Okay. But I really enjoyed the musical. I don't actually think I've watched it since like it came out on DVD and okay. I watched it a whole bunch. Yeah. Oh, you watched it a bunch? Yeah. Because you're in love with Tina Fey. Uh, Is that more for off mic? At the was time, that an off mic conversation? I think I was still, but I just thought it was hilarious. Yeah. So, well, yeah. the the stage version was really cool. I loved yep. like, the the set and yeah. what they did with it was all very inventive. Yeah. I did miss Tim Meadows. I gotta yeah. say, yeah, I miss Tim Meadows. Yeah, he he's the one that's hardest to like replicate. I agree. So, uh, do I know? Do we have this CD? Do we have the soundtrack yeah. in our collection? Yeah. Oh, we do. Okay, so you can yeah. check it out in our music collection. Yeah. We do still have a CD collection. Yep. Ladies and gentlemen. We actually just updated it with a whole bunch of musicals. It's Look got out. Dear Evan Hansen. Yeah. It's got the new Newsies. It's yeah. got Heathers. It's got the Mean Girls one. Heathers. Anastasia. Which starred Shannon Doherty. Oh, wow. My word. A lot of Shannon Doherty talk this morning. Apparently, Shays is doing Anastasia. We had a big fight. I, it was more You between, and me? No, I guess oh. it was between me and your wife. Because yes. like how you don't like Be Prepared, oh, oh, Lion King, terrible song. she doesn't like In the Dark of the Night. That Rasputin yeah. sings in the Anastasia movie. I've never seen it, but. which is very much like the "Be Prepared." Yeah, it makes sense. So it's hard to for me to like a villain song. I know you, villain song. Your yeah. heart's as black as your shirt, so I know that you <laughs> like those. I'm wearing a black polo. Yeah, just for everybody, yeah. to and not even the one that has like those gray. What do you call it? The gray, like front. heathered, heathered. It's yeah. not even heathered. Like with Shannon Doherty. <laughs> Shannon Doherty. <laughs> okay. Anyway, yeah. So I did while we were driving up there. I did ask about eighty Batman yeah. trivia questions to the car. Yeah. Uh, Eric did pretty well. Thank you. He did pretty well. Uh, anything else for Batman Day? Uh no. I watched Lego Batman Family Matters. So it's a brand new. Yeah. Urkel's not in it. Right. It's a brand new uh, Batman Lego movie. Do we have I this? shot a kid? Do we have <laughs> this in the collection? Uh, I don't know. I'll have to double check. Well, it's pretty good. I I'm. I don't know. These Lego movies, like there was Flash and Aquaman and stuff. Mm-hmm. I've watched most of them with my son because he likes them. Mm-hmm. I'm not usually a big fan of these outside uh-huh. of like the original Lego movie and the theatrical Lego Batman movie. Uh-huh. I'm not really into them. Sure. This one I thought was actually very good. Okay. It was definitely a Batman It's got a uh, Batwoman. Yeah, Batwoman, Batgirl, um, oh, Red, Red Hood, Nightwing, Robin. Red Hood. And, yeah, yeah. and uh, uh, Billy Batson slash shazam oh you, sure you never yeah. quite get to the shazam part oh but it was really good i i really liked it i thought it was a i thought it was good like mm-hmm. it was funny and it was kind of quirky like the lego movies are but i found the story really good like brother i from omac and all that huh is, uh, oh, wayne, is on the cover. yeah wayne wayne industries is like developing this mm-hmm. and bruce wayne is kind of like a whatever you know mm-hmm. and then this takes over and this kind of forces them to work together so is this what's his name who batman from the Lego Batman movie? No, 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 not Will oh. Arnett. It's Troy Baker who does a lot of the oh, yeah. Batman voice yeah. uh, on there. But yeah, good voice cast, uh, good running choice. Length. My son liked it. I liked it. So if you're a fan of Batman movies, not a huge fan of the uh, direct-to-video Lego movies, I still think you should <laughs> check it out because it's pretty good. If you I are it. in that wide demographic. Yeah. So I uh, so I did that and I read Batman Troika okay. and I asked eighty Batman trivia questions. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I finished. Uh, yeah, sorry. That was like 40 minutes of me bookmarking. Weapon X, The Return. Ooh. This, so this is... This time it's personal. Like the six issues of The Wolverine, yeah. six issues of Deadpool. Maybe it was four issues of Deadpool. Those I didn't reread because okay. I read those originally in that like Weapon X, The Return I, trade paperback. Did you ever read... I So I got this interlibrary loan years ago when uh-huh. I first... The, the original like Weapon X miniseries mm-hmm. was in this like brick of an omnibus of Wolverine stories. Uh-huh. Do you know what I'm talking about? Have Probably. you ever seen this before? I, I own the I mean, it's individual like, issues. This is like five inches thick. Yeah. 
And I read that whole thing. That's yeah. how I read original Weapon X. But uh, I haven't okay. read anything else. So this is like a sequel to that? This came out in like 2002, 2003. Oh, okay. uh, basically, they returned and everything. Uh, Weapon X was a new program. They were capturing mutants. It was uh, not great at time. A lot oh. of inconsistencies in characters. Okay. Um Marrow was all over the place. Uh, Cable was there. But it was also kind of like, at the time, when I'm reading this, I was thinking, like, in 2002, he's just using any mutant character who's not being used elsewhere. <laughs> so, at times, it was it was entertaining, even though it wasn't good. In the last, okay. like, five... So, the series got canceled, and he still had a whole bunch of, like, loose threads. So, they gave him, like, five issues called uh, Weapon X Days of Future Now. Mm. And... He like tr- kind of wraps things up. It's a time travel story. It's it doesn't really wrap up the series. It's it's strange. I kind of liked it, but it's also kind of bad. Hmm. I don't know. A lot of feelings. Yeah, a lot of feelings associated. Uh, there was some fun Sabretooth, Mister Sinister nice. stories in there. Okay. There was some good art at the last like three issues. Hmm. I guess you have to be in the right mood and time and place, and I, you have to care about any of this. This is making me. I've been feeling lately. I I need your help. I uh-huh. need your guidance. Oh ah. Because I haven't read a Marvel comic in a very mm. long time. Yeah. So I could finish Hawkeye. We got all of them here. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. I would like to read Hawkeye and, and I guess Black Widow before the Black yeah. Widow movie comes out. You could read all Did the... Did you finish uh, that series? Black Widow? The current... Yeah, do we have that? I haven't read there? any of it. Right. Do we have it here in the collection? Yeah. I thought you filled it out. Yeah. Okay. I think I read the first volume. You could read the new Jason Aaron's Thor run because Natalie Portman's going to be playing Oh, that's her. true. My wife's reading that right now. We have that Black Widow novel series as well, mm-hmm. right? In YA. Two young adults. Are you familiar with those? Uh, you read them? Yeah, I'm familiar with them not checking out as much as I would like. <laughs> uh, well, now they'll get a second win. Yeah, that's true. Okay, sorry. But uh, anyway, I would like to read classic X-Men. Oh, yeah. Stanley X-Men. Oh. You don't think so? No, go ahead. You, you probably like it. Okay. And I want to read, um, what's this cra- crazy? <laughs> Gra- Grant. Grant Morrison. There you X-Men. go. Grant Morrison. You said crazy. X- I was like, I don't know who he's talking yeah, about. Grant John Morrison's Byrne, maybe. <laughs> well, yeah, that's fair. Uh, so I need your help to guide yeah. me into some Marvel reading. Well, this this thing I read, like it was those Wolverine and Deadpool issues, and then the Weapon X series was twenty eight issues. Yowza! And then the five issue thing, and then there were some Wolverine issues in between. That's a lot. So that's a long. That's haul. a huge hardcover. Yeah, but I read them all. Good for you. <laughs> what an accomplishment. Uh, so. <laughs> Uh, that was me trying to not read X-Men comics and get back into, or at least not read old X-Men comics and get back to reading current X-Comics. Nothing as modern as 2002. Yeah. Right? So I read, I did read the Death of Wolverine like miniseries, oh, like yes. the Logan Legacy. This yes. is right after he died. This is all his like supporting, like his villains and uh, other supporting characters. So X-23 gets a story in here. They're all dealing with his death. Sabretooth is upset that he wasn't the one who killed him. Yeah. Lady Deathstrike is upset that she wasn't the one who killed him. Understood. Uh, I was reading that ongoing Old Man Logan series, and yeah. I kind of lost track of that it. That comes after all this stuff. Okay. Yeah. Because he dies, then the Secret Wars, and then Old Man Logan shows up. I know we have the Old Man Logan. I know we have the first several volumes of that mm-hmm. in our collection, because I checked them out yeah. from here when I read it. And we also have all new Wolverine. Yeah, we do. Where X-23 becomes Wolverine. Yes. Uh, anyways, after reading some of those, I went back to 1991-92 and Ooh. started reading uh, X-Men Bishop's Crossing, mm-hmm. which is right after Claremont leaves. And Bishop shows up for the first time. I've Ooh. never read uh, Bishop's first appearance in the nice. X-Men. I don't He's... think I've ever read a comic that had Bishop in it. What? I don't think so. Oh, you're missing out. Really? Sometimes he's all like, I'm, I only know how to do things extremely, extremely violent, I have extreme ways. And That's what he says? And then the X-Men are like, well, don't. Okay. And that's the end. That's the story. Right. Right. Uh, no, it's, I mean, they're dated, but I really like them, these that I just read. Mm-hmm. He, he, he 
he Bishop was very popular in the early '90s, and like probably because of the animated show, always using him on time travel episodes. Yeah, but that's he, all I know him from. He's not a character that ha- has maintained. He, yeah. he burned hot and fast. He's <laughs> basically a cameo in the movie Days of Future Past, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, also, I've made some progress in mechanical failure. Oh, by, okay. Uh, Joe Zyka. Yes. Though most people, when I'm saying this, they probably know him just from the game. Uh, he's a voice actor as well. Oh, He okay. was in fire, the new Fire Emblem Three Houses game that's selling like hotcakes. And really? But he plays one of the, he's playing the character that everybody also loves now. Oh, okay. So he's a voice actor, wow. author, and in demand. Uh, I know him from Overclocked Remix. Guess what, everyone? We what? have this book in our very own collection. Yeah. So when Eric's done, you can check it out from here. Yeah. Actually, you can check it out now. I'm I'm reading it on my Kindle. It was on sale. Hmm. I'm sorry. Uh, that's what's going on. Just going to make a note of that. Coming up no, on don't. performance evaluation. Oh, I have to. That, that reminds me. i got to give Unrelated. you your, your peer review as well. Re- oh, that's not how it works. Yeah, peer not review. Not, we are peers. Mm, that's it's not a, how it works. It's through the podcast commission. Not how it works. It's a podcast peer review. Okay. <laughs> you said okay, so I would stop talking, not because you no, accepted I understand. what I was saying. I understand. Saying. When, the mics, when, the, when the mics start, we're equals. <laughs> That's true. What do you want to talk about now? Well, it is up to me. <laughs> uh, okay, so that's it for book news-wise? Yeah. Everybody, I feel like I should apologize because I all know. I've been reading is X-Men comics no, sir, for the past no, you don't. 10 years. You don't. <laughs> but I am i don't know. You do you. Sometimes I'm just like, I don't want to do anything but read X-Men comics. Hey, man. Yeah. You don't have to. I, <laughs> you're talking to a man who's read over 30 Murder, She Wrote novels. Sometimes that's, yeah, that's true. You just got to read what your heart wants. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I haven't really liked the later ones. The later Murder, Murder She Wrote I'm oh, sorry. New, new, uh, a new author takes over, and I'm a little... I'm mm. kind of thinking maybe that'll rejuvenate Okay, uh, a novel series that's yeah. 40, 40 <laughs> books in yeah. from a series that started in the 1994. 19, 1980s. So <laughs> anyway, yeah. I'm pretty sure it started in the late 80s. Uh, let's move on to some book news. Okay. All right. Hit that theme. What theme? Woo! All right, what? so the <laughs> just happened? the long list for the National Book Award Hello? is, this is on? out. <laughs> Here's the long list for fiction for the National Book Award. Ah. Nick and Eric the Fleischman is in Trouble by Taffy Brodesser Ackner. True Expertise by Susan Choi. Sabrina and Karina Stories by Kali Fajardo Anstein. Black Leopard Red Wolf by Marlon James. This is a sci-fi story. Yes, it is. Yes. Yes, it is. Yeah. Uh, Marlon James. So this was he's he's won the Man Booker Prize before, mm-hmm. but this is like this is a blend of like fantasy and African mythology sort mm-hmm. of coming together. Mm-hmm. So it's the first installment in a series and it's gotten a lot of good attention so far. Yeah. Uh, are you going to read this one? I, I never can get into fantasy, but maybe I'll give it a shot. Yeah. If you read it, I'll read it. I say that and then I look and I've read more fantasy than sci-fi over the past like four years. Nerd alert. No. Anyway, I know we have this and I, I know we read have like seven Witcher books last year. That's true. You did. We have Black Leopard, Red Wolf even on audiobooks, mm. So check it in. Yep. The Other Americans by Layla Lalami. Black Light Stories by Kimberly King Parsons. Stop light. The Need by Helen Phillips. Mm -hmm. Disappearing Earth by Julia Phillips. On Earth, We're Briefly Gorgeous. I like to think so. Yeah. By Ocean Vong. And The Nickel Boys by Colson Whitehead. 
I'm not going to bet against Colson Whitehead again because last time <laughs> I came out strong yeah. saying Underground Railroad's a flash in the pan, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, boy. And then it won every award. I think everything. Yeah. 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 I think it won everything. I think it won the local Chamber of Commerce Award. Yeah. It just won the Emmy last it did. night. Yeah. It did. It won not, a Golden Globe, yep. I think, for musical or comedy. Yep. It doesn't even make sense. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that is the National Book Award long list. We'll stay up on this award and we'll tell you when the winner comes out. Okay. Uh, do you want to talk New York Times bestseller list? I sure do. I was hoping you would. Uh, number 10 on the New York Times bestsellers list for hardcover fiction yes. is The Secrets We Keep, or The Secrets We Kept, past tense. Mm. Uh, Laura Prescott. During the Cold War, mothers of the CIA typing pool aid its missions to smuggle the banned book Dr. Zivago behind the Iron Curtain. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. I was puzzled by this one the last time we talked about it. Yeah. Paging Dr. Zivago. <laughs> Dr. Zivago. <laughs> These are the mothers of the... On the CIA. Okay. Yeah, they're on the, I, the telephone yeah. wires. Yeah. Dr. Zavaro, you know telephone what? call. Today is, or this is History Week at the uh-huh. David A. Howe Public Library, and we have a classic switchboard that's just true, like yeah. that, right in the exhibit. That's what my grandmother used Stop to do. Stop in all week. Too. Your grandma used to do that? Yeah. Did I you really? So. I could be like wrong. Like for the phone company? No, she worked at a bank, so I must be wrong. Hmm. I think I just made this fact up. Hmm. But Well, I mean, if she answered the phones at a bank with lots of different offices, branches Maybe, and yeah. things, it would make sense that she'd sure. operate a switchboard like yeah. that. I'll double check my facts. I think you should. To you. Please do. All right. Uh, my grandma was a nurse. Uh-huh. She operated one of those she phone things? a switchboard. No. Number nine, A Better Man by Louise Penny. The 15th book in the Chief Inspector Gamache series, The Search for a Missing Girl is Imperiled by Rising Floodwaters Across the Province. Yes. Starring Christian Slater. Did I already make that joke? Yeah, you did. But I Listen, love it. I love that we, movie. We were watching, we when we were at Mean Girls, Yeah. Uh, the row in front of us were like high schoolers, yeah. and I heard them talking about Christian Slater and saying he was very funny, but I have no idea what they were talking about. Where is Christian Slater funny? I don't know what they, they said something. I thought Mr. I heard, Robot? He's in he Mr. In Robot. Riverdale? I heard them talking Christian Riverdale Slater? at one point. No. Oh, I'm very confused that by that confused. conversation. That is like, very why confusing. are they talking Christian Slater? Is he? I don't know. Let me look up. All right. Uh, number eight, Vendetta and Death, J.D. Robb. Uh, Eve Dallas looks into the misdeeds of a wealthy businessman while a vigilante named Lady Justice uses disguises to avenge women who were wronged. It's not a bad name. Lady Justice? Yeah. I am Lady Justice. Well, Chad Michael Murray's in Riverdale. Does that help? I guess. He, yeah, he's like a cult leader. You know who else is guest starring in Riverdale right now? No. Shannon Doherty. Oh, my gosh crazy uh number seven the titanic secret it's the 11th book in the isaac bell series <laughs> spoiler alert it sank yeah that's the big dirk pitt finds a document that brings a mystery from 1911 back to life this clive cussler yeah oh clive cussler and jack de brule jack de brule i'm sure that's exactly how it's pronounced uh did you see that video they recently released christian slater voices ushari in the lion guard tv series do you think that that's what they were talking no, about no i don't know i have no idea right. maybe it was just a stand-up routine well but he's like what's the deal with all the christian movies Sl- I've been no, in? christian slater <laughs> christian slater is not doing stand-up <laughs> i can tell you that he's an archer yeah he's an archer remember when i was the narrator he was in a i don't know the maybe they were talking about him as like the reporter in the diary of a vampire vampire diaries now what am i talking about i have no tom idea. cruise and brad pitt interview with a vampire interview with a vampire i don't think those kids were talking about interview with a vampire he was the one doing the interview okay he's like tell me tom cruise what's it like being a vampire if that were true i'd have seen that movie yeah. 
what was I talking about? The Titanic? Oh, did you yeah, see Titanic. that video? They Di- rec- I've seen Titanic. I saw no, the they recently uh, went down Long. again to s- check out the Titanic. And they found that old lady's necklace. No, they oh. <laughs> they found that it is like still it's decomposing a lot now. Well, sure. And like it could just come to the point where there's just no more Titanic down there. Is that a problem? No, it's just, oh, okay. I don't know, a little sad. All right. Okay. Sorry. I, I find the Titanic to be a deeply morbid and uh, sad. Oh, yes. Event. It's horrific. But one I'm always it's like. It's very upsetting. I want to learn more about this. I agree. You know what? I've always been fascinated yeah. with, well, I mean, shipwrecks in general, but the Titanic yeah. especially. That one video they released during the anniversary of the oh. thing where it was it was a CGI, it was just the ship, and it was sh- it was a... R- Real time. I remember this. Sinking. I remember you for doing like two this. Two and a half hours. You could just watch and see, and it would like tell you what's happening. And at one point, the lights went out. I don't know why I watched it, but it ruined me for like two weeks. Let me tell you something. <laughs> that is the most you thing <laughs> I have ever heard. It was, and I've done two hundred thirteen episodes of this okay. podcast with you. Uh, number five, The Oracle by Jonathan Kahn. Mm. A traveler discovers mysteries hidden behind the seven locked doors. Oh, no, not the seven no, locked doors. No, I was going to say. Just behind sure. seven locked doors. So, where? Uh, it doesn't say. What? He's just... Okay. A traveler discovers mysteries behind seven locked doors. Well, okay. Is it sci-fi? Is it fantasy? There are seven doors. They are locked. The person at the second, second door can only tell the truth. Who wrote this? Uh, Jonathan Kahn. I don't... I don't... I don't... It's just called The Oracle. Yeah. All right. You do the show on your own for a minute. I've got to figure this Number out. Number four, Killer Instinct by James Patterson and Howard Rogan. And I know what you're thinking. No, this is not a novelization of the old Super Nintendo fighting game, Killer Instinct. <laughs> it, but it's co-written by Seth Rogen? No. So I'm looking things up. Uh, so this Killer Instinct is the second book of the Instinct series. Oh, that's very good. When an act good of terror name. strikes New York, Dr. Reinhardt and Detective Nedlam go after a sociopath. Nedlam. I would have preferred a novelization of the video game Killer Instinct. I can't find this book. The Oracle, Jonathan Kahn, C-A-H-N. Oh, like the way that no one spells Kahn. Okay. Uh, number three, Where the Crawdads Sing. A woman who survived alone in the marsh becomes a murder suspect. Familiar with that. Did you hear that number? Reddit. Number three. Oh, ho, ho, ho. Yeah. Nick's still trying to figure out what the Oracle is. I... <laughs> Do you want to guess? Do you oh, w- yes. Okay. All right. I'm not interested in this. Oh. Okay. Do you, wanna, do you want me to read the next two books that displaced Where the Crawdads Sing? Uh, uh, yes, please. Please do. Okay. Yeah. Number two, The Institute by Stephen King. New this oh, week. Oh, you know what? I, I have this because I pre-ordered it from Barnes & Noble and thought I canceled it, but I didn't. Oh. And so it showed up. Congratulations. Yeah, I'm ready yet. Children with special talents are abducted and... Uh, sequestered in an institution where the sinister staff hmm. seeks to extract their gifts through harsh methods. Listen, there everything a, I just read yeah. could be an X-Men book, especially with the allusion to sinister staff. I, I agree. That's something you always say, like, I suspect something sinister is appearing. And then yeah. Nathan Essex shows up like, Mr. somebody Mr. say Mr. my name. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Mr. Sinister. Very smarmy Mr. Sinister every yeah. time you see him. <laughs> yeah. uh, there was a Lois and Clark episode that went strangely similar to that as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, don't act like you know. There was a. I don't need that. There was a series called The Gifted and Mutant X. Yeah. And X Men Evolution and Wolverine and the X Men and the X Men Ninety Show and a singular pilot called Pride of the X Men. I've seen <laughs> that. that. I've seen that. Ones, yeah. Yep. Yeah. I'm Wolverine. Yeah. 
Why would you say something so sinister? Did you say my name again? No thanks. No thank you, Nathan. <laughs> See you next time. <laughs> what's number one on this Genetics. list? Genetics. What's, num- what's number one? <laughs> that's that's not a reference a lot of people are going to get. I didn't to this get but Gene- Mr. Sinister. Oh, okay. Gene- sure. Yeah, I thought it was a specific thing. No. Just in a general. specific thing would be like I Cyclops being it. like, oh, we need to go rescue my brother. And then Mr. Sinister would show up and be like, don't you mean brothers? And Cyclops would be like, what? He's like, ha, 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 ha. And then he leaves. Wow. Because Cyclops only knows he has one brother. Havoc. He has two. He has two? Yeah. Who's the other one? Vulcan. Spock? No. <laughs> oh. The one that went into space. Cybok. No. Sarah. <laughs> no, you're on Star Trek. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Listen, number one on right. the New York Times bestsellers list for hardcover fiction displacing both stephen king and where the crawdads sings is margaret atwood's the testament oh and a sequel to the handmaid's tale old secrets bring three women together as the republic of guilford's theatric no not theatric uh theocratic regime shows signs of decay i just keep hearing a cash register cling are you hearing that yeah i wonder what that is i'm hearing the song money by pink floyd (laughs) money (laughs) (laughs) okay i mean good for her yeah uh, it's like <laughs> it's like that scene in uh, Batman '89 where Joker's just like, hubba, 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 who do you trust? Who do you trust? Yeah. I'm giving away free money. <laughs> uh, For more on our Batman spotlight, are, you got to read this, right? The Testament. Well, you read the Ghost of a Watchman. I didn't read Handmaid's Tale. I don't think they're connected. <laughs> Ghost of a Watchman. Then why does Reach Witherspoon read them all? Uh, no, yeah, this is uh, this is up for so many awards. It right? is, yeah, it is. It, well, at least the uh, man Booker or the yeah. sorry, the Booker. Yeah, um, I really. This is one of those things where you you'll never know the answer, but you just want to know. Did you ever plan to write this, or is it really just because? Let me check the who? answer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No. <laughs> Listen, it? it makes sense. I mean, you she probably got like a base fee, right? They paid her once, probably for the film. Show rights. Oh, probably. But I mean, she's still making money then off of like yeah. the Handmaid's Tale. She's probably listed as like an executive. But if you producer if you can get more royalty out of this, yeah. So I still say that's why John Grisham got kicked out of the Hulu Playhouse it, for this. I I really think so. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the timing wise, they're just like, all right, John, we're going all in. Yeah. She did what? <laughs> she wrote a new book. Yeah. I got John Grisham here. Yeah. That would have been fun. You could have. It would have been a crossover. You could have met the Tom Cruise's The Firm, and he would have teamed up with Lincoln Lawyer. They would have oh, like, yeah. Traveled across like the old uh, Yogi Bear. Look, uh, look. I don't know if you do this plane? on purpose, <laughs> but the Lincoln lawyer is not John Grisham. Oh, it's Lincoln Child. Nope. Oh, <laughs> Lincoln is just in the name of the book. <laughs> that is Michael Connolly. Oh, Michael author Connolly's of the Harry Bosch novels. Right. Yeah. Oh, well, why don't Harry Bosch and Lincoln Lawyer get into the Lincoln? Yeah. And just drive around solving mysteries. They're, they're brothers. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So that would make sense. I think it happens in several books. Gosh. All right. Uh, speaking of books, have we ever talked about how Alex Cross should team up with Jack Reacher? Are I they the same have. person? Are they the same person? No, are they the same author? No, Lee Child writes uh, right. Jack Reacher. I think there should be all these James like, authors should cross over their characters all the there time. There was talk of the James of Alex Cross teaming up with um, Mitch Rapp, who's who's part of the Vince Flynn. Right. Uh, and I it they, should just happen. They announced that, and then I just I never yeah. saw it happen. Book crossovers, I feel like, are pretty rare. Yeah. So well, I don't know. Let's change it. I don't think we have that authority. All right. Okay. As a society, let's change it. Uh, yeah. Let's say call to arms. Take a look in the mirror, Mecca. Oh, I thought you were doing I thought you were doing <laughs> I thought you were doing a John Travolta for a minute there. I thought that was like a Saturday. Look in the mirror. 
spend a lot of time in my hair and you hit it like from Saturday Night Fever. Yeah. Were you doing that? This episode's getting away from us. It is. <laughs> and I feel like I must point out that Saturday Night Fever has a uh, sequel <laughs> called Staying Alive where John Travolta's character does a Broadway show that is set in hell. Right now we're going to be talking about banned books. Mm-hmm. So a lot of a lot of good resources on this online, bandbooks.org for one. Uh, ALA.org uh, under their adv- advocacy category has mm-hmm. all sorts of uh, uh, resources for banned books, programming ideas and that sort of mm-hmm. thing. We've got a whole banned book display set up here in the library and we're doing our annual banned books book club. Right. So what I thought we would do this time around is run through the list of the most challenged books in the past year. So 2019? 2018? I think it's technically 2018. All right. Because you're looking at the year as a whole. Mm -hmm. Um, Most of these just are not going to surprise you. And it's just sort of like I read these and I think like, what year is this again? But... um, Let's do it. Are you are you looking at the uh, the CNN list? Eric? That's the list you sent me. Okay, all right. The CNN so list. CNN also has a great article about this as well that we will uh, we'll link in Twitter. But uh, I'll I'll go from that list so we're in the same order. All right, all right. So the most challenged books of 2018. So more than half of the books that drew complaints did so because they contain LGBTQIA plus content, uh, according to the ALA. Welcome uh, to 2019, everybody. I know. Other reasons include profanity, sexually explicit content, religious viewpoints, and materials that can that candidly portray injustices and inequality experienced by people of color. So, real, real shining time here. <laughs> uh, here they are. Mm-hmm. First on the list, George by Alex Gino. Now, this is one we have in our collection. Mm-hmm. Do you know about this book? Can you talk? Can you talk about this book a little bit? Uh it hasn't. It, nothing's been like challenged here. R- no, no, no. Right. Uh, no, none, of, none of these books have received a challenge here. Right. Like, no, I'm just saying, patrons, like we've yeah. had it. I haven't. Like nobody's like coming with a comment because right. we've had those in the past. Sure. Parents like, oh, can you move this? Can you get rid of this? Yeah. And all that, but uh, not with this. And the thing about that, <laughs> you know, I think of this every time we talk about like banned books mm-hmm. and everything. The reason why Dan Brown is like a multimillionaire is because yeah. a group was offended by the Da Vinci Code. Yeah. Otherwise, that would have gone right to paperback <laughs> and have been in, you know, every pharmacy right. for about six months. And then mm-hmm. so often in, in making big issues of these things, you're mm-hmm. elevating them yeah. in ways that there you There was may one not book that somebody wrote a letter to us about. They were like, can you move this to the adult section? It's not a teen book. And I read it. And you read it. Yeah. And the library director we had at the time also yeah. read it. Yeah. And so, like, the book got three checkouts right. from that alone. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's uh, funny how that happens. Anyway, yeah. George by Alex Gino, the children's novel, made the list because it features a transgender character. Mm-hmm. Do we categorize this as YA or is this a junior book? This is in the J's. In the J books. Okay. Yeah. All right. A Day in the Life of Marlon Bundo by Jill Twist, illustrated by E.G. Keller. All right, so this one has kind of an interesting uh, lineage, I guess. Um, Mike, uh, Vice President Mike Pence, I think it was his wife, wrote a book about their pet rabbit called Marlon Bundo. Uh, let's see. I'm mm-hmm. trying to find, find, find out what it's called. Um, Marlon Bundo's Day in the Life of the Vice President by Charlotte Pence and Karen Pence. Mm-hmm. Okay? That's how, that's how this all started. They wrote this book. And then uh, last week tonight, the John Oliver Show. Ah, uh, that's what this is from. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, t- took issue with that and did a whole thing where Marlon Bundo's not a trademark name. You can't, you know. And so they wrote this book as sort of a... Um, you know, as a, as a as an answer to that book, where Marlon Bundo mm-hmm. meets another nice boy rabbit, and mm-hmm. they like settle down together. So um, this book is interesting because I feel like it sort of 
like it it's it straddles this weird line between is it a children's picture book or is it like a comedy satire yeah satire book and i think i think it leans more towards a satire book Mm. because it ends up being like very political and, Mm -hmm. and doing you know really obvious comparisons to like current political figures and that sort of thing right so i feel like more than anything it just kind of misses its mark because I think mm. it actually could have been a very good children's book. Right. You know, but it's like they couldn't quite resist like taking the, the obvious like mm-hmm. dings at, at the people that they're addressing. Right. So I think that puts it in a weird place where like I would probably, I don't know if we have this book in our collection or not, but I, I would likely put this as in like the adult humor mm. section okay. because I think that that's more closely what it's accomplishing, you All know, right. because of its obvious, uh, interesting, yeah, obviously, uh, political <coughs> things there in, in making fun of like mm-hmm. the current administration. So it's kind of a weird, it's kind of a weird book, but it's really more of a question of where do you put it. So right. interesting, it's yeah. interesting anyway. Uh, this is a super popular series that we have here, Captain Underpants, written and illustrated by Dav Pilkey. Mm-hmm. So, I do. You, did you ever read these? I, they were. I was like, I was too old. I was too. My brother loved them. Yeah. So if we ever do a Dev Pilkey spotlight, we'll but they're our, still our popular team. now. Like kids still check out, and I mean he's popular because of the Dogman books. Yeah. But kids still check out Captain Underpants and Captain in Underpants. Droves. Yeah, and I think it's it's gone through a bit of a like a, a revival in interest because they they've come out colorized because the originals oh, were just black and white yeah. panels, and the new ones are all color, and mm-hmm. you know so they're suddenly back in like WalMarts yeah. and things. I yep. think people are rediscovering them. But uh, this is. This is on the list, according to the ALA, because it includes a same-sex couple. Mm-hmm. So, there's that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next, The Hate You Give by Angie Thomas. So, as you'll recall, uh, if you've existed in this world or have listened to this podcast <laughs> for the last couple of years, this book... Uh, if you have, though, thanks. Yeah, thanks thank for you. Listening. Thanks for sticking around. This book was number one on the young adult bestseller list for... I don't even know. I'm at least a year, at least. I think it was more than that. I think it was more like two or a year and a half, at least. Um, anyway, listen. Yeah, it's still number one on the New York Times best list for surprised. YA. I am not it's surprised been there to hear for that. 133 weeks. There you go. Okay, so over two years, over two years. Um, so this is Angie Thomas's debut novel. What's the one that she just had come out? Uh, on, on the, the come, come up. up. Thank you. Yes. Um, so it's written as a reaction to the police shooting of Oscar Grant. It includes drug use, profanity, sexual references, uh, which are the primary reason it was challenged. That and it being, quote, anti-cop, according to the ALA. Yeah, that's the real reason. So, yes, I think that's <laughs> absolutely the real reason. Drama by Raina Telgemeier, which mm-hmm. I've got to say, I'm a little surprised to see this one pop up. Because it has uh, two boys kissing on stage. Sure. One of them wondering about his sexuality. Right. It's so. just, it's an older book, and it's... Ish, yeah, yeah I mean, but like I think three, three years, I would say at least. Yeah, I think that's as long as it's been though. As it? it's, I think since it came out, it's just oh, been it's there. just kind yeah. of been up here because okay. every, everybody gets like smile and sisters and everything. Yeah. So then you also get drama, and then parents, yeah. or whoever. And is drama is um, I th- the other ones typically would be you'd put in a junior section. Like we keep drama in our 12. YA. Sorry, yeah. yes, I mean that's what I mean. Smile and sisters, yeah. I think, are written for the eight to twelve. Well, I think they're high schoolers in drama. Yeah, and she, and she the right. main character works as a backstage person of yeah. drama. And that's what I mean though. The, the I think I think parents who are used to like the the cuz yeah. drama and sorry, sisters and smile. smile are both really written for a younger age. And in mm-hmm. drama is a more mature thing and right. I don't know that people are always realizing that they're doing a jump in right. the intended audience, but yeah. 
regardless, uh, that's why this one is uh, mm-hmm. this one is on the list. Uh, Thirteen Reasons Why by Jay Asher. I don't really know much about this other than it centers around a teen suicide. And, and it's a Netflix series of three seasons now. Yeah, but what yeah. is the? Do you know what the hook of it is? Like, what's the? She she leaves a tape. Okay. I haven't read it. She leaves a tape of uh, the thirteen reasons why she committed suicide. So is it is it like glamorizing that? Do you think that's? I the, think that's the complaint. That's when the complaint, it shows up. It's making yeah. it seem like yeah, romantic and you know maybe maybe tragic. that's what. Okay. Yeah, I oh. I haven't read it. All right. Um, but yes, it is very popular and especially with the show uh out and everything but yeah i think usually you hear stuff just it's a representation of teen suicide maybe so okay yeah this one summer by mariko tamaki so yeah i I was trying to figure this one out i guess it's just because it's like a ya graphic that deals with like kind of grown-up stuff i guess so that's it i haven't read this one i actually when when i saw this list i went to check it out and our copies checked out Mm -hmm. it's pretty popular yeah um i i have not read this but i read her supergirl book being super Mm -hmm. and i read the brand new harley quinn book that she Ah, has out breaking glass loved supergirl hated harley quinn yeah that's another this is pretty good it's it's kind of a downer it's just about two girls who are friends and hang out every summer but they're kind of changing and just deals with like the character hanging around with like older teens and everything. So uh, the mom is uh, pretty much like checked out uh, and deals with all this other stuff. So it, uh, if this vaguely says it was banned because of certain illustrations, do you know what that means? No. And because it includes profanity and sexual references. Yeah. I think sometimes people who are not familiar with the graphic novel medium just assume that it's like Heathcliff, you know, <laughs> like Dennis the Menace. And yeah. And then... Uh, Listen, I actually don't want to meet the people who think that. You don't want to meet No. Them? There's there's always that part of you like, I want to meet the person who thinks that X-Men still like Heathcliff. I yeah. don't. I do not want to meet those people. Well, Heathcliff is getting a lot of play. Today? Did you ever read much Heathcliff no. back in the day? No. Heathcliff was a one-panel comic strip. Do you like those? No, uh, no, no. Farside is one panel, yes. Do you ever find comic strips funny? Farside and Farside, and okay, sure. Yeah, Garfield. Sometimes does Garfield try to be funny? I think he used to be. Okay. Well, anyway, there was one where Garfield said him and John had an argument, but he handled things very maturely. And then the next panel is just John <laughs> weeping over broken crayons. Yeah, he's like, "You broke all my crayons," and that killed me as That's a teenager. That's pretty funny. That's funny. So. Anyway, I think that is some of the problem sometimes with graphic novels. You yeah. you flip through it and you're like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, hold yeah. on." I used to watch a lot of Heathcliff. The cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> Cadillac, is that the Cadillac kids or Cadillac gang? I don't know. Who's Heathcliff's like garbage cat friends? I don't remember. I don't You're right. Why. He does have a... It's not the yeah. top... I'd like to see like a West Side Story fight between Heath- Top Cat and his crew oh and Heathcliff and his crew. I'll tell you what. I think Top Cat would fight dirty. I think Top Cat would win. I think he would too. I think somebody would be dead and for, wouldn't be on for Top fighting Cat's dirty. Side. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so if you are picking up this one summer by Mariko Tamaki mm-hmm. thinking it's like Heathcliff... It's not. Yeah. However, if you can draw and you could do an illustration of Top Cat and Heathcliff with their arms wrapped around each other like in the Beat It video, yeah. each holding a knife in their other hands, yeah. circling around each other with yeah. their other cat crews or cheering them on, please draw that. Please send all <laughs> fan art to the All The Book Show on Twitter. Yeah. Okay. So here's this next one. Uh-huh. I've, I've This to me is kind of an oddball on the list. It okay. stands out and it's... Uh, Okay, Skippy John Jones, a series. Uh, it's a it's a it's a picture book series written and illustrated by Judy Shoshner. So, it's pretty racist. It is. It is. So, so basically, you have a little white cat who 
when he wants to like become a superhero becomes a chihuahua and then proceeds to talk in like broken spanish and i don't know it's it's pretty hard to these are not particularly old books Mm -hmm. and it's pretty hard to like read it and think like how yeah how did this yeah get approved yeah because it's also like he has a little he has a little like saying like a little chant that he turns into Mm -hmm. it's like clearly meant to be like read aloud and -hmm. and then it's like i don't know it's just i just find it so tacky and i fully understand why people find this offensive so this one to me stands out a little bit from the others because this is just like do you understand what i'm saying Mm -hmm. that it's that it's kind of in a different category because it's no it it seems like other books are being banned because of racists. Yeah. And this book is being banned because it's racist. Right. Exactly. So. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So it's like, I don't know. It's a, yeah. it's, but anyway, uh, it, the Skippy John Jones series it is a popular series. I mean, it's, it's got a, there's a lot of books in the series. It's mm-hmm. got all sorts of, I think there's like a, I don't know. I think there's like a musical version of it. There's all sorts mm-hmm. of stuff about this book, but it's uh, it's pretty hard to Look, stomach. You know what else is popular? Getting two cats to tie their hands together and having a knife fight. But you shouldn't do it. Heathcliff and Topcat situation. Topcat. Okay. Um, well, Skippy John Jones is also a cat. Cat. So I think Heathcliff and Topcat could maybe put aside their differences <laughs> and talk to Skippy John Jones yeah. about his racism. Yeah. So this, yeah, this book I think is just. I don't know. You know, I uh sorry, I don't want to focus on this forever, but it, you you read this book and you think like, okay, you are boosting sales of this I book. I know, I'm sorry. Roof. You just you read it and you think yeah. like, okay, this was written in what? 1952? No. 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 It's like 2014. It reads like an old Disney movie from <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yes. it reads like Peter Pan it or does. Uh, it does. or Lady and the Tramp. All right. Moving on. Mm-hmm. The Absolutely True Diary of a Part-Time Indian by Sherman Alexie. This novel was challenged or banned due to its inclusion of profanity, sexual references, and its religious viewpoint. It's crazy. This book is so old. I know. Why, why are people... And it's still like one of the most banned books. Just, I know. Gosh. I wish I had the time to, to, to go around banning books. To go books. around banning books. Because I just don't have the time, you know, to yeah, to I understand. ever even put any energy into like. Whoa. To your credit, I uh-huh. think if you did have the time, you would no, not I would, spend no, it banning books. I, I just want to clarify that. to our listeners. But it's just like, this day in June by Gail E. Pittman. This picture book illustrates a pride parade, and its inclusion of LGBTQIA plus content is the reason it was challenged or banned. So this, yeah, this is uh, this is a picture book that I'm I'm not I'm not familiar with this book, so. I don't know. I mean, it's it's clear, you know, why why it's being challenged. Yeah. But uh, uh. finally, two boys kissing by David Levithan. Two dollars, even guess why? <laughs> I know, I know. Seriously, it's just why is that the main thing? Like, why is that what people are becoming most up in arms about? It's I like bet. every year we do this. Yeah. Like, this is the main list. I, you know, I look at this list and I try to understand. Mm-hmm. I, I try to understand like the reaction and. As close as I can get is like as a parent, I'm mindful of the way that like I want, you know, I, the, the the way topics like be introduced to my son. Like, but I would think that conversation is the key. You know, I just don't think that like one of these books should have more impact than like a parent would have talking about these things. Mm-hmm. So if things in these books you find challenging or your, or your children find challenging, then use that as the way in to talk about these serious issues. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't understand what, what you hope to accomplish mm-hmm. by 
just saying I'm going to ban this book or I want this book banned. Like what, what is the end goal for that? Because you will not succeed and you're only like drawing attention to it. So Mm. like if you have a problem with the content, like use that as your means to discuss the content Mm -hmm. in, in a mature responsible way. But I guess if you're going around Mm -hmm. banning books and acting in a mature and responsible way, maybe he's not in your wheelhouse. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know. Listen, I read Neverwhere, so yeah. I guess I'm I guess I'm part of the problem to are some you, people. Are you? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> there I was, just reading Neverwhere. How could I? <laughs> well, uh, as we said, uh, bandbooks.org has a lot of uh, useful information here. As always, the ALA website, ALA.org, has all sorts of uh, information on this, ways to get involved, um, how to participate in this sort of thing, how to get some of these conversations how going. How to participate in book banning? Not, oh. no, in, in talking about oh, okay. banned books yeah. and talking about censorship in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of good resources there, so I encourage mm-hmm. you to take a look at that and find some ways to get involved. You can come talk to us about it at the uh, Banned Books Book Club that we're having on October 26th. Or sorry, September 26th of this year. For Catcher in the Rye. For Catcher in the Rye. Have mm-hmm. you read it? No. Well, you got a couple of days. I've seen a lot of Seinfeld. Yeah. To bring so it it's back. pretty similar. Yeah, yeah. You could just bring it up. Just yeah. choose a character and be talking about okay. that. Um, all right, anything else you want to say? It seems like they usually fall in the YA category. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's parents. Yeah. I mean, this day and age, you're not going to... I don't know how many people are going to be like, I'm banning... The, the, the what's the book? Fifty Shades of Grey from is adult that, bookstores. Is that a like? How does that how does that play into your thinking when you're doing like ordering or collection development or that sort of thing? I mean, a lot of these. Uh, it does not. Yeah. I mean, I Good. every now and then I I that was a something. trick. <laughs> okay. Every now and then I look at a book and I'm like, ah, I wonder if this is gonna yeah get somebody to complain. Right. Oh well. Yeah. Deal with it then. I guess. Yeah. So no, I I don't. I don't care. But sometimes I, I, I when guess I'm angry at the world, I go out and buy ten of those. Well, books. ten copies, yeah, ten mm-hmm. copies of bo- no. Two I guess. Boys I guess. Um, so I I knew it wouldn't stop you from getting something, but mm-hmm. I just wonder. Like, you must be aware. Like sometimes when ordering books, like I mean, just you look at yeah. some of the titles and you think like, oh, this is gonna tick some people mm-hmm. off. But you know, that's just not something that I just don't really think it's mm-hmm. it's our place to be trying to like say, oh no, you can't see that. You know, no. we're just we're here to be free and open. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just the mission of libraries. So. Um, you'll find all these books mm-hmm. here or in our system. Yeah. So, all right. Heavy topic. Mm-hmm. Heavy topic. Yeah. I'm glad. I mean, I think I, I'm You know glad what else is a heavy book? What? The novelization of the film Gravity. And that Wolverine that I read that was like, yeah. I mean, you could yeah. wait down a table with that. Sure. I'm glad that Ben Books Week is a thing because mm-hmm. I think that sometimes, um, I mean, it's getting harder and harder too, but I think sometimes you might, forget that this is a thing that continues to happen you know it seems like it seems like something that we've left behind or you i would love to be able to forget that these things i know that's what i mean like (laughs) more and more i guess it's hard to think that but i think you know when you when you're being optimistic maybe you think i'm reading 80 to 90 90s x-men comics (laughs) because i forgetting (laughs) how the world works yeah, I, I guess I guess more to the point, you sort yeah. of hope that this isn't a thing yeah. that we're continuing to have to deal with. Mm-hmm. But the fact that it is is something that needs to be addressed and talked yeah. about. And so that's why I think things like this that put a spotlight on it are so valuable to yeah. society and, and to us as we do our jobs. So anyway, um, again, we've got our display up. We've got our banned books, book club. Mm-hmm. Read, read any and all books. Yeah. Read banned books. Read regular books. Read books that are so dull that nobody cares about right. banning. 
Really? I wrote that's, a couple. I've read a couple of those in my life. That's your advice. Read something I'm so saying, boring it would I'm never be saying, banned. Read. If you want to read a collection of Heathcliff, we'd happily, <laughs> we'd happily, we'd happily do that. Okay. All right. I mentioned the book clubs already, but we're finishing up both Catcher in the Rye and Like Water for Chocolate, so you can join us for that next month. Can you believe it? Is uh, October, and our Halloween book club pick this year is World War Z by Max Brooks. I read that. Did you know mm-hmm. that his father is yes. Mel Brooks? Isn't yeah. that crazy? He also wrote the Zombie Survival Guide. Makes sense. It's on, uh, on point. I read that. I, it was like a research. It was really like for re- when I was a teenager, and I was like, well, I guess not a teenager. I, I was twenty, <laughs> but I read it like I was doing homework. Somebody got me a, a, a Superman Survival Guide, something like mm-hmm. that, and I thought, oh, this will be fun. I started reading it, and was like, oh, this is real. This is really how yeah. you survive. Anyway, so. hope you can join us for that. Uh, we've got we've got some other book clubs set after that. Auditorium programs are booming again. We've got a play in the auditorium next month. We've got lots of concerts and movies uh, regularly. So you can check out davidahowlibrary.org and our calendar on there for upcoming special events. Mm-hmm. Anything you want to mention? Hmm. No. Okay. <laughs> I, I appreciate your restraint. <laughs> All right. Thanks for tuning in. Remember to rate and share the podcast. Tell your friends. Mm-hmm. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time.